This is the Video Junkyard Podcast. A place that appeals to your deepest and darkest fantasies. The dead whose haunted souls hunt the living. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And all out of bubblegum. From this nightmare world emerges a fearsome half-man, half-ape with the strength of 20 demons. And welcome back to another episode of the Video Junkyard Podcast. I'm Joe Peterson. With me, as always, my good friends and co-hosts, Eric O'Branson and Ryan Slyskull. Gentlemen, how are you? And we have a special guest tonight. <laughs> so or answer do. that in any order you want. <laughs> <laughs> With us again, uh, who uh, has been on the podcast a couple of times before and um, is the co-host of... We could ever talk you guys into resurrecting the property that is the TV Junkyard podcast. Um, David Andrews is with us once again. How's it going, David? How's it going, guys? Thanks again for having me on this. Oh, of course. Day. Oh, God. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) I mean, this episode was your suggestion, so we had an opportunity to drag your ass into it. It always goes well until the recording starts, though. For any of you other listeners out there who want to suggest videos, just so you know, we're coming for you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You may get a subpoena to appear on the Video Junkyard podcast. I'm here to answer for my crimes, really. (laughs) I I think after a couple weeks ago when we had to review Mac and me, it was like, all right, we got to hold people accountable for this shit. (laughs) Well, did you review Mac and me or did you just spend like 20 minutes talking about Paul Rudd going on to Conan and then inserting himself into back and me for like 20 years you know we actually was... we, we did mention it but it was only briefly like yeah there's the paul rudd thing we actually had enough to talk about which was oddly, <laughs> oddly yeah. really shocking like, mac and me is a i think we've made jokes about it three you know two weeks in a row now since we recorded that show but it's kind of like a we were saying like a like a car wreck. It's uh, you can't really look away. It's something you gotta <laughs> has mean, to be witnessed to there be was understood. literally a car wreck in the movie. So yes, that's true. Yeah. Which we didn't even talk about the car wreck of the movie where nobody. Got, anyways, that's a different review. Yeah, this, it's a it's a gift that keeps it is, on. and we already did it. So yeah, <laughs> we're done. But tonight, done actually, check. so yeah, David uh, recommended this one, so we thought we'd bring him on to defend himself. I mean, you know, discuss it with us. Um, and this is actually something that a uh, longtime listener of the show, Brian Atkins, kind of called us out about, too. That there's a couple of types of films that we've neglected on the show, and one of them being uh, anime. Which, we've done animated films, but we haven't done anything that could potentially be classified as anime. And I know we'll get into some discussion about whether this falls into that category or not. But um, yeah, it's kind of loose. The this is this is a very different kind of movie I think than anything we've ever reviewed on here before. Uh, this is the t- 2003 film uh, Interstellar 555, the story of the secret star system. One more time.
five 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 five. There's five 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 five. I don't know why I said four fives. Four fives. There's so many fucking fives. But not five fives. And then the the secret story of Star System is also spelled out with fives as well. But but really early two thousand. There's two S's in system and they only did it for the first one. Which I feel is kind of a representation of this film. No, um, <laughs> right. Well, they they could only use four or fives, right? Because there's only four or five at the end. That's yeah. I get what they're doing. They're oh. trying to, when you try to force a conspiracy, it's it's hard, Joe. It it's is hard, hard to make a it conspiracy. So the the thing that's really interesting about this one, though, is um, the the soundtrack to it is all Daft Punk in uh, the the Electro Discovery yeah. album. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty yeah. much it's the whole Discovery album. And yeah, so just a little bit different. Like a, there's not really any dial. There's no dialogue. There's mm-mm. sound effects. It's just yeah. And there's even minimal sound effects. Like there is, like especially during like like car chases or whatever. Like there's some you know stuff here and there, but it's mainly discovery. I mean that is the yeah, like a promotional video, long form promotional video for the for the album. So. so David, why don't you tell us a little bit about like your history with this one, and you know since you suggested it, just like what. Is this something you saw when it first came out or discovered later? No, because it was... Imp- and why do you hate it? It was impossible to find when it first <laughs> came out. I think it's, it's kind of always been one of those movies where everyone knew about it, but no one knew where to find it, you know? Like, you had to, like, hmm. catch it. Like, Ryan, when we first saw it, that was, like, the Adult Swim run, right? When they aired it on yeah, Adult Swim? Yeah, it was... It was a tsunami. Mm-hmm. It was uh yeah, he they they it, yeah, it's that weird period of time in the early 2000s for like, you know, where music videos are still kind of a thing, but they're starting to like die out, but you you have like those those moments where they're like, "Hey, we made a movie, but they were only showing parts as music videos." And occasionally like you it was mainly just what one more time. One more time. Was the main yeah. one. And mm-hmm. like we're we Dave and I were both like twelve or thirteen respectively, like uh, at that time. So like we were kind of anime. We were kind of getting into anime. So at that point, like anything that even looked like anime piqued our interest because even anime itself was kind of hard to find on TV, let alone a music. Anime. It was kind of like an Easter egg hunt. It was kind of like looking for yeah. something, um, and then you find out that the hunt is better than the reward. <laughs> Yeah, and after seeing this, I totally remember that as well, that uh, seeing a uh, one-more-time, like, quote-unquote, music video that was just literally the one-more-time sequence yeah. from this film, Same but here. that's, like, all that I saw of it. And I didn't realize it was connected to anything else. I'm just like, oh, that's cool. They did, like, a little, like, anime-styled animated music video. I didn't realize that it was, you know, a feature-length one. That that's exactly what I thought, too, until a week yeah. ago. <laughs> that's... <laughs> Well, that, I mean, they know. ended on a cliffhanger in the music video. Like, yeah, but I thought, yeah. hey, if you're going to do a weird anime music video, you end it however the fuck you want. Because it's Daft Punk and they do weird shit, you know? So yeah, I didn't think anything French. of that, personally. They're French. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think for a, for a while, though, I, for some reason, maybe kind of subconsciously thought Daft Punk had a connection to a lot of anime because this was the first music video I ever saw from them. Was one it's more the time. only one I ever think about with them. Yeah, now that yeah. you say that. But well, I mean, prior to their um, "Get Lucky" album. Get Lucky, yeah. Oh, I was gonna yeah. say I can pretty vividly remember "Around the World" when they're like oh, it's a oh, bunch of dancers yeah. going up and down Michelle the stairs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> okay. Yeah, I think that sounds familiar, too. Well, this one does actually have a little bit of a story to it, though, right? It's the it's yeah, it is this kind of visual companion to the Discovery album, but it tells the story of the abduction and rescue of this alien interstellar pop band uh, called the Crescendos. The Crescendals, yeah. yeah. They're On captured Earth, and re yeah. and rechristened the Crescendals, right? Is that yeah? That's not. They have a different name. I don't know. I don't know if they <laughs> ever this revealed a, their name. The film. Yeah. Yeah. So the film was produced by uh, Toei Animation, which has done a number of other anime projects. I, I know one that I'm just familiar with because my wife and daughter watch it is Sailor Moon. Um, yeah. But uh, I saw their name at the end of the, I don't know if you uh -huh. guys even have any idea, because it's totally a thing that my kids just discovered, but the sup the French superhero show, um, Miraculous. Yeah. Um, they are the animators for that as well. And or at least have something to do with it because I caught the name like after I after I watched this I was we we're they are like obsessed with that show and watching it constantly and I saw Tohi on there I was like huh okay cool but well, and this it, one was also directed I just want to mention by um, uh, Kazuhisa Takanuchi if I'm pronouncing yeah that's the one I was going to bring up yeah well, maybe we're none of us here or just disclaimer none of us here are trained to speak Japanese we we, we we're doing our best. Or French. Kennedy, like, like just trend. say it with some confidence and like, <laughs> yeah, that's that sounds good. Okay. I think I think you did very very oh, well. I think, I think that, so. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's probably very close. And if it's not, I don't know. <laughs> well, one thing I did want to say I really liked about this movie is that it's about an hour long. <laughs> you know yes. What? Yeah, man. It's still too long though. It is. It is. <laughs> um, it's. I was gonna. Long. I was gonna say off the director thing as a little Easter egg. I don't know if David wanted to bring this up. No, man, you go for about it. Their kid... Okay. Uh, so it turns out, if you wiki the research, which, you know, we do, because we got a crack team behind the scenes here. Um, yeah, our, our research team takes care of that yeah. stuff. But... Yeah, it's not like we do it, like, as we record or five minutes before. We're not amateurs. Never. Um, anyways. You never on. hear the, key, the keys clicking in the background, yeah. No, let me put on my reading glasses for a second. Um, so, <laughs> Daft Punk themselves are a big fan of that said director, previously mentioned, of Toei Animation. Uh, specifically, uh, the Captain Hardock series. Um, so, a lot of these... Like, so, the anime style done here is definitely a lot, uh, I would say, what, 70s, David? Late 80s. Early 80s. Something like that. Early 80s, I would say, more so. Maybe. Definitely maybe older than the... It's definitely an older style, though, for sure. It yeah, and and like like Captain Hardock, for example, is a, I mean even for some anime fans, Captain Hardock's coat is actually in the anime. Sorry, Joe, I'm rubbing my face. Like he doesn't need to hear this. He doesn't need this in his life. <laughs> so, but um, I I know like virtually nothing about anime, yeah. and even to my eye, I feel like it looks vintagey, and I don't like yeah. like and like stuff. Stuff I would catch glimpses of growing up, even though, you know, like you said, li living in the Midwest and United States, like, this is not stuff that was easy to come by. Like, you might have a couple of tapes at the local video store, if, if you were lucky, of anything that even classifies as anime. Oh, my God. Like, but... anime is, like, if you saw something in a, in, a, in a fucking video store, you grabbed it, and regardless of whether or not it was good, it's like... And then you watch it going, what the fuck did I just watch? I, it was animated. <laughs> I'm 11 years old. I uh, gave it a try. I definitely but. still have at least a couple Chinese bootlegs. 
Oh yeah, the fucking yeah. oh my god! Which just like the apps. Uh, I mean, I found a legitimate, <laughs> poorly translated copy somewhere on the street corner. Some asshole who buys these bootlegs <laughs> left them at my house. Yeah, no, I picked it up. <laughs> it was not mine. It wasn't mine. I swear yeah. to God. Um, but I, even knowing nothing about anime, I think I caught that that was a deliberate choice. Yeah. On well, their yeah, part because it looked older than. Well, they were they were trying to find like a way because they wanted to do a movie with their Discovery album, uh, and it just so happened that the Toei animation kind of worked out. Not only that, like the director who did Captain Hardock, like they're one of their favorite influences as a kid. They were like, "Hey, I would like to like I, I want to do this with you guys." Because not only because the director himself even goes to say, "I'm a big fan of French films." And that influences a lot of my work. So, despite our feelings on this, and it's, I think it's all going to be the same here. It, there's kind of this cool story of like, if you're a group, like a band, kind of emerging here. This is your second album, and one of your like childhood directors for one of your favorite, like, well, I'm sorry, one of the directors of your favorite childhood programming is like, hey, I want to do an animation in my style of your work because I also like your culture. It's kind of like a cool little like appreciation back and forth. Uh, like in watching this, I'm like, well, this is kind of cool. Is it enough to save it? Oh, fuck no. This is a, and going back to like what we started with, this is a bloated music video. It's too long of a music video and too short <laughs> of a film. And it's yeah. just like, whoo. Well, not, I don't know. It, I mean, that's the song exactly too long like... at the end is appropriate. That's the name <laughs> of the song at the end of the fucking thing. Yeah, and that that would be my number one criticism, and I know we'll get to reviews and 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 whatnot. But is that yeah that that's the biggest thing that doesn't work is that it doesn't work as a movie. Is that this just feels like that one more time music video that I saw you know all those years ago? It just really feels like a super extended version of that exact you know same thing. Um, I, I yeah, go ahead. <laughs> uh, I was just gonna say one of the things that kind of struck me is. This isn't the first time I've seen a film that is mostly just like an album, right? Like I, I think of Pink Floyd's The Wall, yeah, yeah. which I immediately watched after this. Um, <laughs> and and the thing that I love about that is that was you know a concept album, and so making a film out of it, there is a narrative that the the music contributes to, because it it is the yeah. you know like more I, actually I should it's backwards like there are visuals that contribute. To the story the music is telling this did not feel like that there are songs that are just being played while there's shit happening on the screen it just doesn't mesh well to me like it was it and I, there were things that i could probably sit there and really think about it but it kind of feels a bit forced it seemed i feel like i caught two or three moments where it really like like there was something thematically connected yeah, and that was it but it's <laughs> not much yeah. Like the this this story kind of feels like I don't know. This feels like how modern Hellraiser movies get made. Is like we've got a story. What do we do with it? Oh, let's just make it a Hellraiser movie. Okay, put a bo- puzzle box in it. And this one's like <laughs> let's make a Daft Punk movie. All right, well let's just we've got this fucking animated thing. Let's just play Daft Punk over it and see if it works. I mean, it, it matches up about as much as Pink Floyd and Wizard of Oz do. Not really enough to say it's a thing. Yeah, a couple, a couple weird. of impressive moments. Yeah, it's it's so weird though because it's made exclusively for this. Yeah, you're not wrong. It's just it, that's it, it's it's it, like that's what makes it, it weird. Yeah, 
Yeah, it actually almost makes it a bit worse because, like, yeah, you had yeah. the opportunity. But, you know, there was something that, about the animation style that did look really familiar to me. And I, you guys, and you guys nailed it when you said it's kind of a 70s or, you know, a, a, there's an era of yeah. that style of animation because one animated film that we really should review soon on the show because it's also on Tubi. Um, an animated film from 1982 that I watched a lot as a kid was The Last Unicorn. Oh, yeah. Which is actually a Rankin and Bass production, but it was animated by Topcraft, which is a Japanese animation studio. So especially how a lot of the... Compared to some... Again, I'm also not... I, I'm not well-versed in anime. It's not a style I've, I've really been too, too attracted to. But... Um, I noticed some anime has like, especially this one, the the faces are like very narrow and kind of elongate, um, yeah. and that's something too in the last unicorn. So I kind of associate that with an era too, like late seventies, early eighties. But maybe that's just me. <laughs> I don't know. Like yeah. it's partly that, but there's something else too. Like I can't, I can never really put my. Like my head on. I think it's kind of like watching like cartoons versus like you know like Heron and Barbera cartoons. It's like the way that the the the, the colorization, the the shading of the cells also kind of works. But it, it Sorry, reminds me a lot of like those earlier like sci-fi animes that made it to the West. Things like Voltron or Gundam. <gasps> yeah, that, Voltron it definitely has it. that vibe going for it. Almost exactly. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. I feel like a lot of that, um, I don't know, late 70s, early 80s, even like Saturday morning cartoon shows, because obviously a lot of that, that work or animation work was being shopped out to studios in Japan. I think some of that creeps into that style as well. You see a little bit of that. So so it just very much hangs in that area of, of time and popular animation around that time. Um which, which I think is the one thing that really works because I think instantly all four of us with a totally different, you know, background on this or understanding of anime, which mine is pretty much none, um, picked up on that vintage style of it. Like, even though it was made in 2003, uh, that it was definitely going for that. So I will say that is probably its biggest success, if pop, perhaps its only <laughs> success. But, uh, but they did. They nailed that. So I, I, I do want to criticize something. And... I, oh, and it's go an, right ahead. We, we focused on positive, so it's an anime thing, and so I mean no disrespect <laughs> to people that are fans of the media. Hold on, let me get my knuckles. But <laughs> the drummer and oh yes, characters oh, like him. What the fuck? Why are they? Why do they look like apes? And nobody else does. Yeah, I feel like this is a legit question because when uh, Joe and I were kind of texting back and yeah. forth while we were watching this, respectively, I think, and. Uh, um, that's one of the things I, I don't I, get, and I, I think I've noticed. Cut. I want to. I want that dialogue. <laughs> I want to know what. You're hey, I'll, I'll give it to you. It's just like what the it fuck. Was, why does this? Dude yeah, look it was like a an serious ape? like what the fuck question is like why all all of the other characters in this look like. I mean, maybe not like normal people, but like are you know stylized similarly, oh. and then all of a sudden there's just this one guy that looks like some kind of a weird monkey child. Um. <laughs> what's up with that and like like i feel like it's and i don't have any examples so maybe i'm just making this up and making it a criticism of anime when i don't mean it when it's really not and maybe it's just a criticism of this movie but i feel like this is not you you know exclusive to this movie i feel like this is a, an issue that it, in other things i've seen like there's just the 
you know, the weird character. He's the funny guy, so they make him look like characters. Is that what it is? Is it a visual yeah, cue that he's supposed to be the? I mean, the that's funny guy? that's basically like, what I get from it. Yeah, yeah. that's if to, that's to answer your question. Yeah, that's <laughs> I don't know the interpretation. Like right away, you can look at like, oh, he's kind of plump. He's short and he has round features. Like he's got everything that makes you think that he's going to be funny or easily easy to make fun of. Goofball. He's the radio operator from uh, X from Outer Space. That um, yeah. yeah. Uh, what's that's, his name? But that's exactly it. I, I just yeah. <laughs> I God, I don't know why it bothers me though. Like it annoys oh, me it for me some too, reason. So. I'm just like <laughs> okay, so he's the 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 weird goofy dude. Why? Like why? Why? I, and again, if, if that's a thing that people can watch, and they're just like, eh, yeah, but I don't care. I like it. Okay, fine. I just for me, it's one of the things why I have hard a hard time accessing anime. Is it? There are these little stylized things that pop up enough where I'm. It just. It's like puppets for me. It's just kind of off-putting, and I don't. Well, know I think why. from seeing other Japanese cinema, I could kind of get some context. And that is yeah. that um, they're obviously you know, they're obviously not America. The people creating you know the stories, or maybe not in this case because we're talking about a French electronic music act and and an anime Japanese animation studio. But um, but in most cases are you know these aren't American people that are creating the, these narratives and these characters and such. So um, I don't think they care about making it fit into the like package that we kind of understand things um and from seeing other japanese movies i know that they uh don't have the kind of constraints that we have when it comes to things like genre and style so something can be very subtle at points and then also be very over the top all in the same scene all in the same movie doesn't uh, you know uh, just like you know some of the uh, Japanese films we've read on the podcast, uh, Takashi Miike movies, Ichi the Killer, and um, an audition. Yeah, um, something can be very um, horrific or shocking, but also have a like really strange streak of humor and uh, and not that American movies don't do that, but it's just done in such a different way. Like it's just from like one one moment to the next, things can go, you know. Um, so I, I don't feel like they have those those genre boxes that we have where something has to be like, oh, it's now jumped outside of my understanding of what this is quote-unquote supposed to be, so I'm uncomfortable with it. And I feel like as Amer- American viewers do struggle with those things sometimes. So. Well, it's things like being we're, kind we're, of lost in a translation, right? Um, yeah. I remember you're used to a different yeah. form of storytelling. And then yeah. Yeah. And, and with it being an animated feature, whether it's this or you know other anime, um, obviously the visual aspect of it is going to be integral to the storytelling, right? Because yeah. it's it's how you're choosing or how one is choosing to tell this story. Um, and I think if you don't care for some of the artistic choices in the animation style, then you're going to already be climbing an uphill battle to find the story accessible. Um, and, and I, you know... There's a lot of examples of things like that. Like we were before recording, we were you know joking around. I was talking about like puppet movies, how they just give me the creeps. Well, you could <laughs> you could use that medium to tell any story. I don't know why the fuck you'd want to, but you could. And I'm probably not going to enjoy it very much because I don't like that medium. 
I mean, I can watch Team America because it's making fun of that media, but like I've never so not a big not a big Jerry Anderson fan. No, so. no, no. I I've <laughs> never sat through an episode of Thunderbirds, and I'm totally fine with that. It's just it it's it weirds me out. Um, and so you know that's that could be action, that could be horror, that could be comedy, whatever. Um, there's things that just don't sit well with me, and I think there's something like that with anime as well. I mean, I'm sure maybe there's a movie out there that I'll watch and be like, yeah, I really, really enjoyed that. But even the ones I've seen that I've enjoyed, I don't go back and watch them again. I just, it's not something I personally seek out. But so yeah. I, I think it brings up a ten thousand dollar question here, and for 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 Ryan and and David who are more familiar yeah. with anime is interstellar anime yes and like to what <laughs> to what uh you know degree and and it is a good is it a good piece to which about which anyone should be evaluating their um their love slash hate or you know it's anywhere in between of the genre i guess it's not really a genre i anyway the the media <laughs> yeah there you go david said yes I, I, yes well yeah it's, it's definitely an anime but i wouldn't use this as like an introduction the to the medium song. yeah no. um because God, i no. don't view this as an anime first i view this as an album concept movie first yeah. and foremost sure. and then it just happens to feature japanese animation it's kind of like, and maybe this would date me, but I'm going off around the same time period, roughly. It's kind of like that Garbage music video, like the band Garbage, where they did the music video for um, a James Bond film, The World Is Not Enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like watching that going, so is this a James Bond film? Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because they do a yeah. lot of elements of it that is like very James Bondy, but you wouldn't say that this is a James Bond film. That's how like I would interpret this as well it's like yeah this is anime but it's very much a french anime movie co collab it's sure. a very yeah, and it's, fucking weird story it's an experiment yeah and it's a feature like yeah it's uh it's definitely it's just its own thing it's in this weird space where it's uh it really is kind of its own thing and it, it's already in a genre that's very exclusive and already hugely cult. Like if you think about concept album movies, you got like the wall, this, and like three or four others. And that's it. That's like the entirety of the genre. Well, uh, Uh, there's, there's a number of other ones. Yeah. Like there's Sergeant Pepper, there's Tommy, true stories. Yeah. So, so the talking heads. Yeah. Yeah. I want to bring up, just a, I don't know if it was last year or a, maybe a year before that, but uh, Simpsons Sturgill? No, Sturgill Simpson, mm-hmm. that artist, he just released Sound and Fury, and it actually, his whole album had a Japanese studio do an entire like concept film based off the album. However, where it differs from Interstellar... Um, Wait, is it inter- it's, sorry, Interstellar. I keep saying Interstellar. Yeah. Interstellar, how it differs is that as each song changed, it's not too drastic, but 
it's kind of shifted art styles slightly. More so in other songs, and there's kind of a consistency, but there's also still a story. But it still kind of went off into its own little weird world. So it kind of became this, um, what is it called? Kind of more of a... Oh, I actually forgot the word for the life of me. Anthology. It's more like an anthology, but still mm, set okay. in that universe. And it's still using Japan, uh, like Japanese studios, different Japanese uh, film film studios and artists and so on. Uh, but they, they make this together, make like this cohesive telling. Um, it's better than Interstellar, but even after watching that, and despite its modern and very unique artistic takes... I still kind of struggled with it. So I don't know if it's like, I like the wall, but the idea, but there's certain things in general where you have an album and you try to execute a story with it. It's a tough balance to make. I think the wall does a better job because there is like moments of actual movie between the transitions of songs and like not even it's, it's perfect at it, but I enjoy it. So I don't really have anything against it. But you know what I mean? Well, there, it's a hard thing to balance. You've got concept albums, right? And and shit, yeah. Pink Floyd did mostly concept albums. Um, or at least I think most of them are concept albums. They all feel like it. Um, you know, and, you know, The Who did some. And there's, there's a whole... I actually found a great list here. Um, yeah. But that's the thing is they, they start out as concept albums. And they can, they can function on their own. Which I think Discovery could be one. But the story Maybe. that they're telling on the screen doesn't seem to really work with it. I mean, I, this list I found, it mentions the wall. It, it counts Tenacious D in the Pick of Destiny as one, and that's a stretch. Um, that's a fucking huge but, stretch. Well, Jesus Christ Superstar. It is a movie that is based off of the album. Yes, but that... But it's also, I, I, also I understand. an album that's based off the movie. It, you know, it kind of goes like both the, ways. It's a circle yeah. jerk. I also Purple have, Rain. Purple Rain is another concept album that works as a movie and of course we mentioned tommy uh yeah. eric mentioned true stories hard day's night i don't know how either one of us forgot that one so yeah that's yeah. that's interesting you bring that up because i have a similar list here because i did a little bit of research and uh with without research without looking uh what do you think that uh, interstellar's run tomato score is you have to take a guess oh gosh i would say it's probably in the 50s what were you okay. talking like viewers or okay? Critics? Well, let let's start with critic. Let's start with critic. Okay. What do you think the I critic would is? probably say critically, it's probably. I would say it's probably a bit higher. Okay. I would say over fifty percent. Okay. Okay. Now, what what would you? I am What would you think I would about say viewers? I would think viewers. Are I don't want to lower. answer because I look. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I would say viewers is probably a bit lower. Probably a bit lower. Okay. okay. And yeah. what about a movie like The Wall? Ooh, um, I'd say that has a mediocre, yeah, um, like '50s '60s critic score and a very, very high viewer score. Yeah, for something like The Wall. Okay, so just a guess. Um, the number one movie that I could find that's basically a concept album movie, as far as critical ratings go, is Quadrophena, which was the second movie The Who did with a perfect one hundred percent. Yeah, that was a hard day's night at ninety eight. And yeah. then I was gonna say Quadrophenia hardly counts. I, I, if you've seen Quadrophenia, it features some Who music, uh, but it's more of like a dramatic telling of 
it's still the same story as the concept record, but it is not like a musical at well, all. Yeah, because like, I mean, like, yeah. Stop Making Sense has a hundred percent too, but that's more of an actual concert, right? Than right, it but is right. a narrative story. You could argue what was it number three. Anyway, it's very yeah. much a movie yeah. inspired by an album, right? Like it's yeah. it's yeah. not a concert film. Interstellar is three with eighty six percent critical. And then everything else going down wow. there. Uh, can you guess what the number one audience film is out of the bunch? I I wouldn't. I'm I'm totally confused now. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the wall. I think that's gonna come up high with audience. It's but uh, I could or wrong. Purple Rain. It's Interstellar with ninety five percent. Hmm. No okay. shit. With uh, yeah, with, this is well. Uh, it's gonna be a very niche that's going I, to like. It. I know it's well loved. Like I, I came across that just on the bit of reading I did. Like I, I know it's very well respected and well loved. So like I felt like I was, like... I wasn't getting it. <laughs> it well, I guess here's a question: because you've already said that it was this kind of coveted thing, is that gonna play is it a nostalgia? role? Nostalgia, probably. Is that playing a role into it? Where it was like I finally saw it. Is it everything I wanted? Well, here's another thing too, though. Which are we huge Daft Punk fans? The group of us. Yeah, I actually like Daft Punk. Yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, see, I like singles, but I don't really. <laughs> well, the thing is, yeah, I'm really not. Yeah, <laughs> just uh, it, it... and that, and I gotta say that that hurts it. Like I, I, I give myself like that is gonna be a little bit of a. Um, thorn in my side would like you know reviewing a film like this is if i'm not really enjoying like there's not my favorite daft punk's not something like if it comes on i'm going to turn off necessarily I, I i admit that i just don't really get like the hype but um to me it sounds like you know disco resurgence more than electronica but it's you know it is what it is and i, I don't hate everything they, they've done or anything like that like i said i won't turn it off necessarily but not something i'm like really interested in so um I do think that hurts it. Like if you're a big fan, like, and then, and then, and that means that, you know, the music means a lot to you and, and it's something you're really into. I think you're going to get a lot more out of this because the music is really present in this movie. Like the discovery album is this movie, you know, it's even though it does have a story and whatever. Um, so if it's not your favorite music in the world, um, it, it does hurt it. So I, I admit that's a bias and, and, and it's a bias you can't really avoid when making a movie that is predominantly music, you know, especially by one artist. Like, I mean, you have to like, either oh. like the style or you have to at least like the band. And if you don't like either, yeah. it's a struggle. And like, you have two ends of right. the spectrums here. You got Joe, I don't care for anime. You got Eric, I don't care for Daft Punk. And it's just oh, like, yeah. this is going to be a very fucking the... balanced right. fucking review. Well, and, and I, you know, I think we've been, you know, using the wall as a comparison because I think it's one that if you've seen it, or we all kind of appreciate it for what it is, at least if you, I would, I would be willing to go out and wager that if you hate Pink Floyd, you will probably hmm. hate the wall. My yeah. mom hates Pink Floyd and she hates the wall. My well, yeah. dad loves you know, Pink Floyd, loves the wall. If so you, it's there like, you go. Yeah, and, and I would say it's the same with Quadrophenia and Tommy and but anything even, else. If but you don't even like with... if you don't like Daft Punk, you're not gonna like this. But because this is doing a concept album, if we can just call it that for the sake of discussion. Um yeah. with a very specific medium to tell that story, such as anime, if you're not a fan of that medium that is going to be yet another obstacle to get to it. And you can appreciate it for what it is and not enjoy it. You know, if you're yeah. just not a fan of that, that 
you know, and I, I mean, it, it's interesting for me to hear you, uh, David and, and, and Ryan, talk about how, like, yeah, this isn't, like, the best anime thing. To, to me, it's about, like, this is what they're like, right? Because I'm not, I'm not, like, a wine connoisseur of anime. Sure. <laughs> you know? So, to me, it's like, yeah, it all is like this. I think it's like well, this movie doesn't make well, sense. It, None of them do to me. <laughs> but and did it have maybe a, a little any reverse effect on you, being that you you did say that you you are a fan of Daft Punk? Like, did that help pull you into this at all? Like, enjoy it a little more than you might have if it wasn't. I've listened to this album. Like, I have this album on vinyl, so like I've heard it so much. It was just like okay, I, yeah, well, I could I could ignore it. I could probably have it on in the background and go about my daily tasks and shit but i can do that with the mm-hmm. album i don't need this playing in the background like i like the album because i don't have to watch this <laughs> and i can give mm-hmm. you an example how eager i was to like pause this and even though it's only an hour long uh my wife asked me to dig something out of a christmas decoration box and i don't like touching christmas decorations around christmas but i paused this one out to the garage and got on a ladder and went into to take a fucking break <laughs> I hate Christmas and I hate anime. No, I'm not. I just, you know, it's I. I just was oh not pulled into this at all. Even though I do like that album, I was not pulled into this at all. I, I kind of appreciate it. Like I appreciate like um, a painting at a museum, right? Where you, you watch it, you. You look at the painting, kind of think about it for five minutes, and then you just kind of move on to the next thing, right? And like, oh, that was sure. neat. Yeah, like it may not be your style, but you can appreciate like. Oh no! Like everything about this should be my style. I right. like Daft Punk is Daft Punk is one of my favorite bands. Discovery album is one of my favorite albums. Huge anime nerd, but mm-hmm. execution is All important the- too. Yeah. And yeah. uh I've got like yeah. three puzzle pieces, but they just don't fit together here. Yeah. And that's why uh, I think it's really fascinating that when you take a step back and look at it, it's so well loved. Yeah. Almost universally. Yeah. Well, um d- So David, you told me you didn't tell you didn't say yet uh why you actually suggested this. Oh, it's because Dak Punk retired like the day of when you started opening subjections. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I had kind of guessed that it had something to do with it because I was, you know, in the news, like, right when it was... Because uh... otherwise, uh, originally I was actually going to request Graffiti Bridge, which is the follow-up to Purple Rain, and it's terrible. Oh, no. Nice. So, so my head was actually in this space already of, like, the concept album movie, because, again, it's just... I'm going to throw a shitty concept album it's a, movie. No, it's again. just such a weird niche, and it's hardly ever yeah. explored. It's... Almost all it's of them are like, cult yeah. movies. It's kind of like, um, actually, I'm going to be quoting David here in one of our private conversations. Uh, but he said it best when he and I were talking. It's like we were talking about a Sonic movie. It's like it's video. Sorry, uh, music video style like films, like concept albums, films are a lot like video game films. They're kind of hard to execute. Yeah, because you're trying to fuse mm-hmm. these two things, and you're trying to find the elements of both that work, but they don't aren't necessarily 
compatible always. So if you come across one and he says with the Sonic movie, it's like, it's okay. And that's pretty good for a video game movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, same with like, I'm not going to say Interstellar. Interstellar is okay. But it's not like, that's kind of where it is. It's like, it's not a very hard, high bar. <laughs> well, yeah, that's I, true. I, I would, I would, <laughs> there are some concept albums that work really well as films because the music is telling a vivid enough story that it translates well into being filmed or animated but, or something. But or it also contributes to whether or not you're interested in the music. Oh, right. That's if you don't like, we, oh, okay. oh, yeah. yeah. yeah well, if you don't like the music, that is crucial. I you think, know what Interstellar reminds me of? You know how, like, the Twilight books and movies are very heavily inspired from music of that time, like My Chemical Romance, oh, like Muse, Muse yeah, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Mm-hmm. But it's nothing about the actual albums. That's what it just still right. feels like. Like, yeah. oh, I made this movie while vibing to Discovery. It has... Like, this it, is my interpretation. Right. kind of has the feelings, you know... Yeah, I could see that. Maybe that's why, like Edgar pointed out, you know, like in a few moments it feels like it kind of lines up with the music. But yeah, this was more like a bunch of animators were locked in a room and listen. You know, they're forced to listen to Discovery nonstop for like three months, and this is what they made. The one um, I can think of off the top of my head is uh, "Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger." Uh, is the sequence during that song is when the band is being like assimilated. I don't know if upgraded, yeah, assimilated is a better better term. Um, upgraded in the Cyberman sense, I suppose. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> and the, <laughs> they, uh, so that, like, narratively kind of made sense. Like, I saw what they were going for, but it, it, there weren't a lot of moments like that. Like, that was the one of the only times I remembered thinking, like, oh, okay, that's tying into the song, like, the actual, like, lyrics of the song. And that could be that, like, there's there's not lyrically because of the style of music and what they do, there's not a whole lot going on narratively in the lyrics of this. Like, I don't feel like Discovery is a... And and, and front to back, this may have been the first time I've listened to the whole thing. No, it's not. I've listened to it before. Um, but not a lot. Like, as I said, I'm not a, not a huge fan. But um, but I, I don't think there's a story being told with Discovery. I think they, like, like Joe was just saying, they said, hey, we want to make a story that features this music and they went oh okay well what does this invoke like um and yeah so i don't think you get a whole lot of those like so it's totally not the same kind of animal as something like the wall that is very very strongly narrative in fact off the top of my head maybe this most strongly narrative uh that or tommy is another one that's you know strongly narrative like it's a it is telling a story all the way through it's a musical essentially like i kind of give that one i don't know maybe jesus christ superstar kind of falls into a different category because it's based on a stage production mm-hmm. right right which technically yeah. the wall was too like when they you know would perform it there was this kind of stage yeah, thing cool. going on yeah yeah you know but um i don't know yeah the, the kingsta series of things like that as well i never got a film made but yeah. well so, technically well, cheap trick dream police is a concept album too so yeah yeah it is so with discovery though there is i guess the concept of the idea of like automation in the like music industry i think it was i didn't look too deeply into this but i guess like it i could kind of see those elements tie in like what you said with the bigger faster stronger the automation the assembly line and like creating these um like pop idol so i just realized that you know 
Well, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I paused because I realized, like, we, we spent a long time, like, discussing what is this entity, and we actually didn't really talk about the narrative. Talk the story, yeah. Because there <laughs> are right. some things in this story that we should talk about that just, whether or not you like anime or Daft Punk or, or concept album movies, there's just some weird plot points in here that don't make any goddamn sense. Um, some that are really cool, yeah. but in other situations, mainly near the end, where it's just like, Mainly the the villain's motivation. Like at first, you think it's just like, "Hey, he's collecting these 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 bands, these these musicians throughout the galaxy, and he's exploiting them. He's taking away their memories, their identities, and he's giving them to the big American record contract." Yeah, literally, yeah. like the the record company is called the record company, and mm-hmm. and he's like, "Okay, he's just doing this for money and fame," but no. It turns out there's like this weird cult situation, like because this movie has no dialogue, like you have to. It, get it gets a little hard to follow at points. Very fucking hard. Like apparently he's this this person who's always lived, but like his son died in a meteor, and for some reason he decided to become an evil, uh, fucking manager. And like so, Molt, you find out that Mozart is actually like another an alien, and you're like, okay, I guess the meteor was maybe a spaceship. I'm guessing, and he took it, but he's lived forever. But, but there's he has a large to collect five hundred or five thousand five hundred and fifty five gold records in order to take over the world. I don't Which... know what exactly that allows him to. But it's like right, and like wait, are you telling like me the that world, these... not the world, the universe, something like the that. universe, something more? Yeah. But it's just like, what do these gold records? These are awards. It's like somebody saying, like, hey, I gotta collect, like, 5,555 Oscars to summon a giant gold ar- robot army. It's just like, oh, that makes more sense than what the That's what fu- Meryl Streep's up to. That's right. That's what it is. But it is such, like, a weird concept, because it's like, like, what does this have to do with your fucking cult? Why, do you, why are you a, a shadow creature? What the fuck is happening? Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> Like, why don't yeah, you just I, make the gold records? They're not hard to make. You seem very wealthy. <laughs> you know what's funny is I just had to Google something while you were saying that, and this works too well because the the villain in this is kind of a portly guy with gray hair, and he's got, like, a sneer, and he really looks like Ed Asner. Yeah, right? a little bit. And yep. Ed Asner, by the, the way... Earl, the Earl de Darkwood is... Uh... Yeah. yeah, the Earl de Darkwood in this looks like Ed Asner, and Ed Asner has won more Emmys than anybody else. Ah. So, so we got to figure out what the hell is going on with Ed Asner. <laughs> and he seems to be living forever. Yeah, he's still kicking. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, what did we expose, guys? Quick, we got to yeah. fucking delete everything now. It's Go on YouTube and make a video. You'll have 45 people in the Ed Asner conspiracy by tomorrow morning. Hashtag Discovery Gate. Yeah. (laughs) Just, like, we're actually a covert covert team. Like, no one would ever suspect a group of men in their various 30s doing a podcast (laughs) to expose such great dark truths. We did it, Reddit. Um, (laughs) Only the most devoted of you will get this information. Interstellanon. (laughs) Interstellanon. <laughs> um, like fuck your cabal. We got a whole new fucking oyster for you to crack. We're through the looking glass here, people. 
Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, the story was like... there. The last 10 to 15 minutes is nothing but flashbacks to the previous 45. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my, oh my was, God. It really it's was. really fucking weird. <laughs> I said that yeah. out loud, too. It's like, this is a whole movie recap. I, I <laughs> For, like, the last, like, significant portion of the film. <laughs> yeah, I definitely remember thinking at that point. And now I know exactly when the film ran out of budget. <laughs> <laughs> and like I said, like I said, so two the last song played is called Too Long, which it's a ten minute long fucking song, and that's when all this like shit near the end happens. You know what? Yeah. It, you know what? I hate I hate to say this, but it kind of felt like the end of the Snyder cut, where you thought like, okay, this is the end of the movie, yeah. this is done, and then it started <laughs> oh. doing all these unnecessary things. I'm like, oh, okay, another epilogue, another epilogue, <laughs> Lord of the Rings, yeah. all over again. This yes, is where you right. find out that the Snyder Cut actually s- syncs up perfectly with the entire Daft Punk uh, discography. Oh, God. <laughs> Joe, 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 I need you to get I'm on not, this. I'm not doing that one. <laughs> <laughs> You've already watched Justice League uh, Snyder Cut, like, what, six times now? Like, no, that's a whole that month. Many, I think that's like a month worth of fucking watching. I mean, three or four. Have the time. Three or four Still, times. Not all weekend. in one sitting, though. Not, each, not even each in one sitting. But um, now this, I'm just saying, uh, if you guys want yeah. in the, in the viewer junkier podcast, suggest it. We, we apparently do it. There's some kind of weird blood oath where we just say yes. And it's the worst yeah. part of our during, during, <laughs> during uh, listener picks month. We, we say yes. That's <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, no narratively the movie is a, a bit of a mess. And I think that's because it, Honestly, I feel like it could have still done this thing and featured the Discovery album and, like, really been about the music and still had some dialogue and yeah. still had some, like, stuff. And uh, the choice to go with none at all and then go with a very, like, convoluted narrative um, is tough. Like, because I, you know, I feel like I'm a fairly attentive watcher. I'm not prone to, like, you know, surf my phone or do other things when I'm watching something. Um and I still feel like I was having a little bit of trouble following what was going on. I, I, I eventually caught up. I will say that. Like, if you hang with it, you'll you'll get there. But there were some moments where I was like, what? Like, why is this happening? I don't really... And uh, the ending was one a big one. They defeat the villain in, like, no time at all. He's, like, apparently, like, no real threat. Oh, it was and... the ghost of Dude. The ghost yeah, of right. Dude. Oh yeah, ghost the, the the hero the hero fan. I like that. Yeah, ghost of dude. Ghost of uh, dude. I don't remember man. the name of the character, but yeah, he was the the fan from the home planet, the fan of the original band that follows them through the you know, after they're kidnapped and uh So there's a brief moment, not to interrupt this train, but I have to mention no, that's okay. So of course dude. We're gonna call him Dude Man. Um Dude Man Dude Man. As as any fucking band fan, apparently, like if there's a lead singer who's a female or opposite sex, sorry, his, opposite, his name is Shep, actually. Oh, Shep, I'm sticking yeah. with dude. Yeah. Well, dude, I like dude is better. So dude is better. Dude has a poster of her on his fucking wall, like on his ceiling. Which any any anybody here is just like, oh, why do you have a poster of a, of a woman you're attracted to on your ceiling? Shep. There's only one reason. Only one fucking reason. And it's like I like my 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 partner. She's watching us going. Watch, she asked the question, and I'm like, "There's only one reason." And she's like, "I don't get it." And I'm like, "I don't want to explain it." 
And she's just like, nope, I don't need you to now. I'm like, yep. And then later on, you meet he meets his crush as he's fucking dying, bleeding to death, what looks like piss. It's not a very good choice of blood. Um, he dies. They have this yeah, weird Yeah, in animation, scene. I feel like there's no excuse, right? There's no excuse. Um, they have this weird dream sequence. And then afterwards, she has like, oh, I'm in, like, I'm in love with this guy because I had his, his make-a-wish death dream. <laughs> um... <laughs> And then she walks into his room of his spaceship and then sees the poster on the ceiling. And I'm just like, oh my god, this is like the biggest nightmare. It's like if any of you had a celebrity crush and they came into your room and saw them on your ceiling, instantly you're like, they're going to make, they're going to put two to two together. But she like has like a tear in her eye. I'm like, oh, he really cared. But it's just so awkward. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> it's like, don't sit on the bed. Yeah, well, you know, don't look celebrity. Under the bed. Maybe she's just kind of into that idea, like you know, the idolization and the yeah, you know. there's some creep factor. Yeah. Dude, yeah. man's a creep, and he fought. He fought evil ghost dude naked. I'm just gonna say <laughs> yep. it. He was That's butt right. ass naked. Bear hug. He was all and all of its blue moon glory, <laughs> for the briefest of second. Watch out, um, Zack Snyder. I heard Sex Snyder. <laughs> Same which, difference. By the way, is going to be the new is going to be the new rock band that we make in honor of Zack Snyder. It's like Sex Luther <laughs> from Robot Chicken. So many tangents. I'm sorry, Eric. You were saying? Oh, I don't remember. I was trying to make sense of the plot, and um, basically, yeah, the ghost fight where they're kind of chasing down the spaceship on the way back to. Um, yeah, interesting, interesting way to go to make like the real climax. There, you know, that's whatever. <laughs> you, but you just see like what, a naked blue guy tackle what's his face, Ed Ed Eisner. <laughs> that's, that's what a, yeah. that's what we get. <laughs> Not even Ed Eisner. <laughs> get a ghost of a naked blue guy. Ed Eisner from the Shadow Realm tackle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For you Yu-Gi-Oh guys out there. <laughs> Oh my God! Should we re- should we end this? Yes. Well, yeah. I was just gonna say, yeah. why don't we? And we, David, we can start with you since it was your pick. If you had to grade this one on an A to an F scale, uh, any final thoughts and what would be your grade? Ah, uh, man, this is definitely a, a C. And it's, I I think the more interesting story is how it's still this beloved for this long. And like the mystique around it, more than the actual movie itself, it's it's the McRib of movies. Oh my god, that per I think that's perfect. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Please, please put that on the box. You you have my permission. It's fine. It's just inter- Interstellar Five, and we just have a McRib on the fucking. <laughs> Uh, just have it in the shape of a guitar You can put it on my it. tombstone, too, if you want. I really don't care anymore. See? There you go. I'm just going to put a McRib. <laughs> that, that's, it's just a McRib sandwich. That's your grave marker. <laughs> just a McRib open in its box. Sounds about right. That's, that's how I lived my life. What about you, Ryan? Where, oh, where in it? the seas are you putting oh, this? Okay. okay, he tagged me. Um, You're it. <laughs> i mean it's i i did not i did like i saw it a long time like it was one of those things it was like that white whale that like oh you heard about in rumors and you're like 
I finally got to see it. Like, years prior, I got to see it, finally, and it's like, I'm like, oh, I finally get to see this. Cool. And I watched it, and I'm like, well, okay, that's done. I checked that off the box. I don't need to see this again. Something you and I said that we didn't really mention in the review is, it's the perfect movie for someone who was 12 and 13 watching Toonami back then. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so it's, of its time. It's, it's content starved. Yeah. It's when you're content starved. Well, not even that, but it was, um, it's literally made for like 2012. And for a 12 or 13 year old boy, and that's it. You mean 2002? Did I say 2012? Yeah, I meant 2002. You did. You you fused 12 year old mm-hmm. boy with 2002. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I do it constantly. Um, you're right. It's it's a star of content thing. There's a nostalgia thing, and you finally get to see it, and you're like, well, okay, I'm done with that. And then some asshole says, like, hey, you guys should review this. Not because I care for it, but <laughs> because you should just do this because the band broke up. Um, and then you're like, ah, okay. It's like Mac and Me all over again for me. It's like, I already saw it once. I don't need to see it again. But having seen it a second time around and then learning about the backstory about, like, hey... You know, they got to get their, like, childhood uh, uh, director, whatever. The director of their childhood. There we go. That's not awkward. Um, to do this. And, like, I can kind of appreciate, like, if, if whether or not we like this, that's kind of cool for those guys. That's kind of cool for Daft Punk uh, to get, like, a studio that they really like to do something for them. Like, I can see the love in that. And I can see why people also appreciate and love that and why it is actually kind of popular. It's just, it's not my boat. It's not my uh, guitar-shaped boat. Um, I, I'm going to be nice and kind of give it a C. I think I was going to give it a C-. minus. I don't feel like it's necessary to go lower, but C seems about right. I don't, I don't need this. If you like Daft Punk, if you like anime... This is great. If you don't like either or you don't like one or the other, this might actually be kind of a chore. Because it is a chore. So, um, Eric. I'll tag Eric. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll come in and just kind of like build right onto that thought. Like for me, it was, uh, you know, I let me get out of the way. I love the idea. Like concept record, movie. Yeah. Like that's just like right up my alley being a Ooh. big music and movie buff. And like, yeah. Um, I was going to say. It just happens to be like two things that don't really do it for me. And it's not the animation style that did it. It was more like the narrative, not really having to do with the music and then the music, not really being anything I'm super interested in. Right. Um, right. Very quickly. So, I wanted to say, because yeah. what you just said, it's interesting that you have a band made of two robots and this is, and you get a studio company who does anime and this is the direction they decided to go in. Yeah. Nothing to do with the interest in mysterious two robot characters who only make a brief cameo. I, but... I actually thought there would be something about, or, you know, have them appear and it, I don't know. Maybe that may have been too obvious for, for them or what, you know. Um, I think I, if yeah. I was a person, you know, approached by Daft Punk to make a movie, that was the, the first place my imagination would go is like, let's build on the mystery and like whatever, you know, you, you guys do with these personalities that, the, that you're playing. Um, anyway. You know, not what they decided to do. Uh, We didn't mention the ending. I thought the ending, I I wrote down that the the ending is kind of cute, but it's like too little too late by the time. um, But the ending, they actually play it off as uh, the whole thing has been kind of this um, fantasy play from a child with toys of all of the whatever. 
yeah essentially all of the uh, yeah right right um which was you know which is kind of kind of made sense of some of the like crazy narrative moments or whatever you know justified it a little bit and kind of made it just a cool like little imagination piece but to me it was you know not enough to save the save the movie but yeah (laughs) i'm I'm gonna go with ryan this this one was a chore a little bit of a chore for me to get through um yeah i just didn't find anything super appealing about it except for the idea but that's not enough to give it a good grade like um the more the merrier. I feel like we need more of this kind of stuff, but this one just is not my favorite. So I think I'm going to land right around the same. I'm going to give it a C. I Ooh. think it's it's competently made, and uh, I like the idea, but I'm just not my favorite thing in the world. So so we um, got we got three Cs, and they have four fives. Joe? Oh, I'm giving this one a fucking D. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna build up tension. No, I. I, 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 I like this album. It's an animation style I don't care for. Um, and even if you're saying like this isn't considered good anime, that's fine. I, it just the stuff that's the the common tropes in anime. I'm not a fan of, and this had a lot of them. Uh, I found the story to be pretty lacking overall. Uh, it didn't make a lot of sense, and the fact that it didn't mesh with the music at all when there was i agree you've got you know this band whose gimmick is they pretend to be robots and it's like and they did nothing with that okay well it's like they're not even trying um i i have to wonder how much of the love this movie gets is because it was hard to find um but honestly when i first heard daft punk and i first saw the video for one more time i wasn't a fan like the band grew on me later uh but i found the original music video to be something that just kind of was off-putting to me so yeah i didn't i didn't care for this one at all i i give it you know i'm not going to fail it because it had music that you know the music itself was fine and it had colors of things and shapes that (laughs) moved on the screen um but that's about where the co uh the coherent aspect of it ended for me so sorry to sorry to break the streak but yeah this was i mean one i cared for it does almost play like something that you would play you know that a a band would play behind themselves as they performed the record kind of thing and it would be fine for that but as a movie like yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah, i was gonna say like i in a way we our grade made a c d so we oh. kept the music reference in some go. way. So I th- what were you going to say? I was going to say, I think this movie is the single reason why the gorillas have never released a feature length anything. And that's probably oh God, a wise decision. That. Yeah. It's probably like a wise yeah. decision. Or maybe it's a shame. I don't know. Well, yeah, it depends. Say, can they, can they actually have an album that tells a story or are they just going to string together a bunch of songs and... Um, I mean, together. they have a narrative. Apparently, yeah, I was going to say, apparently all the music videos do have a connected narrative, but I've never, like, sat down and figured it out. It's actually uh, quite interesting. But I think the fun is piecing it together, right. if you want to. Like, whereas, like, this was pieced together for us, and it's like, never mind. I, yeah. I think, so they, I should, we didn't mention this, but the Toonami run, I think they aired them, not all at once. They nared them in pieces, and I think, I actually think that this does better in pieces. 
like it's a music video that you like see and it has a continued story elsewhere but to see it all in one go it's painful especially well, if you don't like one element of it my my, so. my daughter i'm not sure i would have go ahead i was gonna say i'm not sure i would have loved it but i think i agree if i would have seen it in pieces uh it would have been a whole lot more palatable like, yeah i was gonna say my, my daughter's a big anime she's a self-proclaimed big anime nerd and uh she watched about 10 minutes of this and she's like yeah i'm out <laughs> yeah she was <laughs> when you said it, i was like i'm like i'm not surprised yeah <laughs> like, she no. actually like put her headphones on threw a blanket over her head and she w- went back to like playing danganronpa she's like i'm gonna go enjoy the anime i like I was like, you're leaving me hanging with this ter- terrible child. <laughs> so. Yeah, where's your support, right? Yeah, right. Well, we would well, like to actually, you, though, despite this being an audience pick that got lukewarm reviews, um, I would like to open this conversation up to any of our listeners. Have you seen Interstellar 5555? What are your thoughts on it? And any of the other topics that we've discussed this evening. So... Please feel free to send any of those questions, comments, criticisms, or witticisms to the Video Junk Air Podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us at Twitter at Video Junk Pod, on Instagram, on Pinterest for some reason, and also, of course, on Facebook uh, at the Video Junk Air Podcast main page and also the Video Junk Air Podcast group. If you write it, we'll be happy to read it, and please keep those listener suggestions coming. Yeah, if you're one of those folks that really, really adores um, Interstellar and, you know, one of those 96% on Rotten Tomatoes people, um, write in and let us know why and is it connected to you being a massive fan of Daft Punk or, you know, what is it? I'm just curious because, yeah, just um, feel like those two, they're going to go hand in hand, but I could be wrong. So, you know, anyway, coming at 4%, Eric, the four of us. We're, we're what makes it prevented from being 100%. God damn yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I anyway, coming up yeah. next week on the Video Junkyard podcast, we're going to be taking a look at the 1976 martial arts action film Master of the Flying Guillotine. And it is yet another audience pick, one that uh, I have not seen. I'm looking forward to the, uh, our listener brian atkins not only mentioned that we didn't cover enough anime but uh martial arts action movies or martial arts movies specifically was another one that uh he complained about and i agree in this in this sense that we definitely have not looked at enough of these so looking forward to that and i hope you will join us it is free streaming on pluto tv and voodoo free which voodoo has you know they're paid like rental service and they also have a, a, a section with free movies um, so if you do want to check out Master of the Flying Guillotine, uh, check that out and then join us uh, next week and we'll we'll talk about it. And we also want to particularly thank David for suggesting this one and coming on to talk about this one. Thank you yes, so much. Yes, thank you, David. Oh, Very brave. <laughs> no, it's, <laughs> always, no it's always a pleasure. No yeah. choice. And awesome. I, I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, when, when when should we expect the next uh, episode of the TV Junkyard podcast, guys? Uh, twist, just keep twisting. Twenty thirty. <laughs> We're gonna play it like we do. In, yeah. <laughs> We're gonna play it like Interstellar. Like you just get this small taste, and you kind of hope for the rest. But when you get it, it's like, oh, it's just more. <laughs> It's just the rest of the Japanese Spider-Man review. Yeah, ironically, we're just at work making a concept album movie. <laughs> we're trying, huh. man. 
Nice. Yeah, yeah very Looking cool. Looking forward to that. Oh. <laughs> well, we want to thank everybody for joining us tonight at the Video Junkyard Podcast. And we hope you join us again in the future. And until then, I'm Joe Peterson. I'm Eric O'Branson. Oh, I'm uh, David. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ryan Stiskel. Uh One more time, please. You have been listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for dinner. You just can't let them go? Go! Stay on the road. Keep clear to the moors. We want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast and remind you to find us on social media on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. On Twitter at Video Junk Pod, and on Instagram as Video Junkyard Podcast, all one word. Want to thank you again for listening and keep digging. Who knows what treasures you'll find in the Video Junkyard? <laughs> <laughs>